0: Hi, I'm Teiko
1: and I'm Gabrielle and
0: And we we are are the Baileys. Baileys.
1: Join us as we talk about staying in love while raising kids,
0: building a business and going where Jesus sends us.
1: Welcome to episode five. In this episode, we're talking about the blessing of Kalino. Oh yeah. Kalino Benaya Bailey. That's That's our firstborn. But before we get into it, for those who don't know us, we're Tico and Gabrielle Bailey.
0: We've been married for over five years.
1: We have two boys under the age of two. We're long-term missionaries for probably the last 10 years. And we're living in Hawaii. Yeah. We're living in Hawaii. Uh, but yeah, before we get into that, we are actually coming from... We're talking to you guys from our first family summit so this is the bailey family summit Mm -hmm. we're gonna talk more about this next week about um what what is this about really
0: well preparing for the next year planning ahead you know
1: looking back and looking forward that's right yeah i think we figured this was the best time to do it we normally do it later Mm -hmm. well we we did something kind of um you know in different ways later on in the year but this is the first time we've done something more formal mm-hmm. but yeah we'll talk about this next week this week is about kalina because his birthday was yesterday oh yeah and he just turned two
0: two the big fat two
1: the big fat two and gosh i feel like two years just
0: went by so quickly
1: came out of nowhere i don't know what i did in two years <laughs> so i feel like two years came out of nowhere i yeah. mean i really do still remember when he was born mm-hmm. so for him to be two right now is ridiculous
0: well i mean his brother is like what five months
1: yeah he's five months that's so, true you know let's talk about his name how did we how did we so kalino ben kalino benaya bailey that's his full name yeah and it means brilliant son of the lord Mm -hmm. what was that process do you remember that process coming up with his name
0: uh well we took some time to pray and was just asking the lord what name we should give him Mm -hmm. we felt like it should have been a hawaiian name
1: Mm -hmm. that's what Um, kalino yeah. yeah
0: so that was the first step um as far as i can remember just praying asking the lord And then we went on searching for, I think, you know, just getting a sense of how you were doing, what the Lord was saying, the environment, Mm -hmm. things that we were going through. Mm -hmm. Um, That kind of helped us to formulate the name.
1: Yeah, I think we had Benile, like from day one. Yeah. We knew that if we had a boy, we wanted him to have Benile. Mm-hmm. But we never necessarily wanted that to be his first name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel like he's living up to that name?
0: Um, In in different ways. I mean, there's only so much you can tell now. But yeah. I've seen little things that like, whoa. I yeah. you know, kind of feel like he's in his essence like of his name you know
1: i know i'm looking at him now i don't think (laughs) i don't think we could have named him anything else Mm -hmm, like -hmm. he couldn't have been a kavika yeah he definitely is or like
0: adam or
1: oh yeah that would be so far (laughs) so far (laughs) off
0: (laughs) also i think when you were pregnant just i don't know just different things you were maybe experiencing or feeling Mm -hmm. or yeah you kind of just get a sense of like what the lord was saying yeah and the name just kind of stuck
1: right i feel like their names um wasn't only about them Mm -hmm. but like you said it was also representing the season that they were being born into as well Mm -hmm. and so maybe for us as a couple and as a family it was coming into that sense of um or position in the lord like we knew that we were sons and daughters and and i guess he was born into that right Mm -hmm. kind of so yeah Mm. but yeah i think the name is perfect for him now what about his birth
0: Oh, is whoa. probably
1: like etched in your mind that you still remember. Like, what about that whole birth process?
0: Um, I just remember, um, who was saying it was it you saying, Catch the baby, catch the baby? Oh my <laughs> word! <laughs>
1: uh, oh my word. So, I'm always the one giving context, but context for those who don't know, we had a home birth, yeah, with Kalino,
0: and meaning. Home water birth.
1: Right, home water birth. We because we had, yeah.
0: had a tub, we had a pool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is it, a portable pool? or
1: Yeah, inflatable, in, inflatable pool. Inflatable yeah.
0: pool in the house with the midwives and the doula and all of that.
1: Right, we had three midwives. Yeah. And apparently, outside the door, there was this oxygen tank which I didn't know about, which is good because I probably would have been scared. <laughs> How did we even get into the whole idea of home birth?
0: Um well we had friends of ours who had done it, um, mm-hmm. or Brazilian friends. Right. Um Hafa mm-hmm. and Leilani. Shout out to Hafa and Leilani. <laughs> our courageous Brazilian friends. I
1: know, very <laughs> courageous. And I was just like, if she can do it, then I definitely can do and it. And they
0: had two kids home birth and they just came out perfect.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I think that's where the whole idea started um
1: but what was really great about that whole process to me was that um her husband mm. you know you guys had the opportunity to talk together as men mm-hmm. and it wasn't just me trying to tell you like oh let's do this let's do this yeah but it was really wonderful hearing him talk about seeing his wife give birth Mm -hmm. and saying to you man you want this for your wife
0: yeah that's true yeah that's true
1: i felt like that was that was a very good thing to see because you could tell his life was changed because he experienced that yep yeah so yeah we had a home birth um it was really short really really fairly easy Mm -hmm. the first time around was easy the second time that's a whole different story but we'll get to that when that birth comes (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah when it was time when he was um i guess when he was out Mm -hmm. he just swam right past everybody everybody's like catch the baby catch the baby because he was in the water yeah so yeah i didn't even know he was out and everybody's like oh there he is at Mm -hmm. the other end of the pool yep and that's Kalino, and that's how he's been right now. Like mm-hmm. catch Kalino, catch Kalino. Catch
0: Kalino. Kalino. <laughs> yep, yep. We have to remember that.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah. Um. Yeah. I feel like his birth. I remember when I remember when the contractions started. Like I remember when my water broke. It wasn't so clear it was my water breaking. And I was just like, I messaged the midwife and I was saying to her, I don't know if I just peed myself or Mm. my water broke, but Mm -hmm. something is happening. And he was exactly on the day. And I remember going through the contractions and I just had that moment where I was like, okay, I need to cry now. I need to just, do you remember that time? When I was Mm. in the car and I said like, okay, I'm going to cry. Just leave me alone. Let me cry and then after that i can go through everything mm,
0: i don't know if really. you remember that yeah
1: really. so yeah we'd gone to the store kind of to take my mind off the whole process yeah. i was walking around i was ready to go home and i was like i need to cry right now i just need to let it all out mm. and i remember that part um that i needed to do that part to actually do the birth part mm. yeah But yeah, two years ago we did that and Kalina was here in December and it was almost Christmas.
0: I think there was just, I mean I don't know if this happens to everybody like in preparation for the child but I just kind of felt like I don't know if it was because it was getting closer to the Christmas season or what but I really felt like the atmosphere really shifted Mm -hmm. Um, it was very Kind of peaceful kind of joyful kind of atmosphere very peaceful very joyful and mm-hmm. um of course it was christmas season it's in december so there was that extra i don't know that extra special yeah. thing in the air yeah like very expectant or maybe it was just that thing with having a first child
1: I th- i think it's both i think i think yes for first child it was that expected that that excitement Mm. but not to be biased with any other month because i was born in january so Mm. i know january people are awesome (laughs) but (laughs) i do think that there is something really special about kids being born in december December. and in that time i feel like there's so much celebration happening already Mm. and it was you know like we had him and then the next week was like two weeks after that was christmas yeah and then you know you have you have the whole story of a baby boy being born Mm. to save the world kind of thing and it's just like oh my word this is what it was like you Mm. know so i think kids born in december are special too
0: i remember one of the things that you wanted was to like make sure the house was decorated yeah and um Like having certain scripture verse around the house Mm -hmm. that would help you through the birthing process. Yeah. So, Um,
1: um, yeah, so other people who did home births were just um, telling me different, giving me different ideas. And it was just, you know, because this is going to be unmedicated. So I have to find every single way possible to make myself comfortable so I would go through the process. mm -hmm. And one, I wanted it to be night it wasn't in the night it was in the middle of the day (laughs) well in the morning morning. yeah it was in the morning so it was bright i mean you covered all the windows which was lovely lovely for trying so i wanted it to be in the night and i just had different um i guess phrases and and verses in different places to kind of remind me Mm -hmm. to surrender to the process so that it would be um, over with yeah
0: I think one of the cool things for me was um the midwife preparing us the months and weeks and days leading up mm-hmm. um i remember the book that she had recommended that we get the husband coached birth or yeah he did coach a really method. good job
1: reading through um, that book
0: and it was really good because uh, my yeah. my understanding of the birthing process leading up to that time was that you needed a doctor you couldn't you couldn't deliver a baby without a doctor, mm-hmm. but when you look back in history, like doctors never really used to do that. You know, it was it was more like, I mean, depending on how far back in history you right. go, right? I think I like think it was midwives, and then right. before midwives, it would be like certain people in the village, mm-hmm. um, and then before that, it's almost like people just knew how to deliver their babies,
1: which which is. Which is the phenomenal thing that I learned through the process. That your body really does know Mm -hmm. what to do. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that people shouldn't go to hospitals or they shouldn't go to doctors. But truth is, um, just from what we've learned and what we've understood, is that birth has become now a highly medical thing. Yeah. And kind of telling the woman that she isn't capable of giving birth. birth. Yeah. When really, hospitals and doctors should be for people who are at risk. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. if there is a condition and you probably shouldn't do it at home, you know, it would be safer for you and your baby to do it in the hospital. So I definitely, I'm not ruling out hospitals. Yeah, yeah. But I think what's lost in that process is that women are treated as... Like a means to an end. Like mm-hmm. you aren't a part of the process. Mm-hmm. It's just this baby that's being born. Yeah. But you don't get to be. You the don't one get to, right, yeah. right. And I loved that she, our midwife.
0: Shout out! to Rachel.
1: Right. Shout out to Rachel. I love that she, she did all of this preparation with us, and then on the day she just kind of went yeah right into the background she
0: stepped back and was like you guys know what to do i know
1: which was so <laughs> <laughs> nerve-wracking a bit scary at the time <laughs> because this is my first time giving birth i have no clue when to push when not to push and i'm like you know what and she's like you know when to push and, and she I'm was like, very no. affirming you know she was very affirming
0: to you and so you know just very yeah. empowering um but yeah the husband coach birth um um I think a few things that stood out to me from that book was one um, really the husband can really help to coach the wife mm-hmm. through the birthing process like mm-hmm. you know what to do you know where to like put your hands on her hip mm-hmm. to um, massage right. and, you know or give um,
1: counter pressure with give counter pressure pushing, yeah. when the
0: contractions are coming mm-hmm. just different things that you wouldn't have thought of before and um, before all of this, I thought um, home birth, I was like,
1: no hell way. no, this <laughs> home birth
0: thing, you need a doctor. You must have a doctor. I know. This is just like not possible, you know? I know. This was me like before before we did that. And um, to my surprise, I was like, whoa, you can actually do this thing a different way. Like really, because I, I grew up seeing, hearing everybody just going to the hospital mm-hmm. a doctor delivering the baby that sort of thing so you know what the was, idea of home birth was very far-fetched
1: right you and know it, took, was, it took me
0: some time to warm up to it
1: what was interesting to me too was how quiet i was mm. because everything i've seen mainstream like mm-hmm. on tv everybody's screaming. screaming yeah and it's just like bloody murder uh, exactly you you just be like oh my word this is gonna be terrible
0: and you expect that you you expect
1: that but i was so surprised in terms of how quiet i was to the point that when i gave birth our neighbors didn't even know that a baby was born until he cried and they're like oh the baby's here yeah so that was like oh and how I think people don't necessarily explain contractions properly Mm -hmm. like you're only going through the strong um, you know the the contractions Mm -hmm. like a minute long and Mm -hmm. then there's a break so it's not all the time and I felt like that part made me a little bit scared before Mm -hmm. actually experienced it and I was like oh it's just a minute at a time
0: because I was expecting like all oh gosh, day. they have to inject you, you know, you have to get yes. all of these things <laughs> to help you to give birth and I was just like, you know, how are you gonna do it without all and of at that? The time,
1: you know? And I, I and I will say it because at the time when I was just like, Okay, I think I need some sort of help now because I can't go any further mm. My midwife was like, Oh, but it's time to push anyway. Mm. It's too late. Yeah. So it just it just re I think that whole process showed me that there, is, I do have a lot more strength than I think I do, mm-hmm. and just that you can trust in your body to do what it was created to do. Well,
0: as you talk about trusting your body, in the book it talks about um, going into the primitive state, um, mm. primitive what's it, primitive mind.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because they likened it to when animals are giving birth. Mm -hmm. when a dog or cat or some animal is giving birth what usually happens or part of the process is that they tend to hide away in like a dark place Mm -hmm. where there's no distractions or anybody to interfere right and that's how most animals um, tend to give birth right so and then you see the puppies you know then you realize oh the dogs have puppies or whatever exactly and so in the Which book, she was
1: under the host this whole time. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. so
0: in the book, it talks about just the human mind has that. What's the phrase they use? Like a primitive. I think that's state probably, yeah. that it goes into, mm-hmm. and what they mean by that is, like, don't be distracting mm-hmm. the mother when she's trying to give birth because. She would know what her body needs to mm-hmm. do if she's able to tap into and listen to her body and understand what's happening next. Like you can feel right what you should do. Right, right. You know, you hear me talking as if I'm the one who gave birth. Exactly. But we were that <laughs> we were that involved in the process and our midwife really um coached us in how to prepare for mm-hmm. this and the book was so good yeah you know and, and, and yeah, so i
1: did I, I did love the fact that you know all up until it was time for me to push mm-hmm. everybody was able to mm-hmm. move freely in the house they're able to talk and do yeah. different things and until i got into that stage at like mm-hmm. the second stage of label everything else around me stopped and it was just really quiet so i was able to focus
0: so for example like i needed to be so in sync with Gabrielle that i know when she needs water i know when she needs ice mm-hmm. i know when she doesn't want anything or i know when to nobody me. wants to t- she doesn't want anybody yeah. to touch her so you have to be so in tune with your wife mm-hmm. in the process that because she has to go into this primitive mode mm-hmm. not thinking not breaking her you know process right that you have to be so aware of what she's communicating right. without speaking
1: exactly exactly right. yeah so that was I th- and i think i think it was a good process for us too mm-hmm. because like you said it it helped us to be in sync mm-hmm. i think in the first time the first time we were learning the second time we did it really well
0: yeah
1: won't be a third time yeah but at least we you know we learned how that process goes mm. you know so yeah we're all about home birth (laughs) you can tell by tika's excitement um and i definitely would encourage i would encourage um people out there to try it like if there is the Mm -hmm. opportunity to have at least one child at home Mm -hmm. there you know there's a green light from your doctors and and you can do it then try it yeah because it's not like we just went rogue and we never went to the hospital at all i did all my checkups at the doctors yeah they knew i was gonna do a home birth all Mm -hmm. of that was fine so because it it is a life-changing experience
0: and i guess also we did have like the 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 hospital as a plan b Mm -hmm. if there were some kind of emergency Right. because there are cases where people who are doing home birth maybe if something happens beyond the home birth yeah um, um, what do you say beyond that um, environment right. that, that needs more right more, help, medical, more attention medical attention then, yeah. then you should go to the doctor so we're not saying don't go to the doctor right. at all if something happens during the home birth and it's above what yeah. the midwife can handle then you should go to the yeah. doctor
1: but yeah i mean definitely you'd have to find a good midwife Mm -hmm. all that stuff but Um, she
0: your your midwife would tell you that if she's a good midwife mm -hmm. and if she's experienced so So and we we did this discuss that
1: we did just to make
0: that clear for those of you who are thinking what's wrong with these crazy people (laughs) we aren't crazy
1: we aren't we aren't but kalino which is the subject of today he's the first one we did that home birth for had him at home by 11 something yep. in the morning everything was cleared by dinner time you mm-hmm. didn't even know a birth happened i know
0: just like just he was like a that. part of the family all along a part <laughs> of the family. we had dinner <laughs> on the table uh, and there
1: he was in his little bassinet and i was, was just on so the couch and it was just like oh here's the baby and there you was know?
0: no instrument used on him
1: there was no instrument used on him at all so yeah. Um, that's kalina and i think what has what would you say has been your major um learning curve the last two years with him
0: with him major learning curve i guess you have to be so in tune with your kids like just knowing the different stages that they're growing and changing and what Mm. they need um, the kind of support that they need at each stage mm-hmm. um, you know you kind of just think you're gonna know everything, man, but you have to prepare as well <laughs> you have to prepare <laughs> you kind of to... just think, oh, it will come yeah. with the parenting, but it doesn't necessarily happen like that you really have to do some research yeah. um. You know, different people have different ideas. Some people just say let the child loose and roam. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, thanks to you, honey. You, I think you've done most of the research and mm. preparation and stuff like that. But um yeah, I think that's maybe what's
1: the b- yeah, biggest what stood
0: thing to me, yeah. I don't
1: know mine I think I just recognize you have this person that they, they look at you and they think that you have every single thing in you mm. whole. Mm. Like there is, you know, like there's so much in me that I have to dig to find, to give to him. Mm. Like from his perspective, he doesn't think that we you know are incapable or we don't have enough strength or, mm-hmm. he doesn't see that he doesn't or say that like you're tired. tired yeah <laughs> right he doesn't see that oh he just feels mm-hmm. like you are complete the wholeness of everything mm-hmm. and i feel like just having that sort of that need the need is good but it just also sh- shows me how much i have to dig in mm-hmm. and I've really learned how to handle time better. Even mm. though time has gotten worse, yeah. in a sense, mm-hmm. I've learned how to handle it better.
0: Well, I think in general, society doesn't really prepare you mm-hmm. for having kids. Like, people don't talk enough about the process mm-hmm. for you to learn from them. Well,
1: I think I wouldn't say they don't talk enough about the process. I think what they say about the process isn't helpful. You know, I think I think that what people tend to highlight is like, oh, you're gonna have sleepless nights, or you know, you won't be able to do. It. And those those things do happen, so I'm not talking them down. But I think there is a lot more value to come from telling you, telling new parents, then some of the things to expect. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, time is gonna look different for you. Mm-hmm. This is how you can handle it, or date nights are going to look different this is how you can handle it that sort of thing
0: or what or what to do to prepare to sustain yourself exactly Exactly. like i i can't i can't remember i can't think of maybe two persons who Who maybe there was like one or so but it's just you wouldn't find you would think that with people having kids every day literally Mm -hmm. you know like every family who have kids have gone through some experience Mm -hmm. you kind of think that they would share some of those details with you Mm -hmm. but somehow in our society people just think
1: yeah
0: you will know you you will figure it out or i think they're Um,
1: just people i think a lot of people aren't necessarily trained on how to teach mm-hmm. the next generation well yeah because i feel like you get a lot of couple like oh yeah there was no parenting book in my day mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah this is going on how much years but exactly. now somebody can put together a book
0: exactly and
1: give somebody else you know or, or something
0: not that we're saying there isn't any right books. it's just right. how people communicate right about and the whole
1: yeah, I think for me, when I do talk about kids, I don't want I don't want my words for the next new parent I meet to mm-hmm. be like, oh, it's going to just be terrible. Mm-hmm. I would tell them, yes, it's going to be tough. Eventually, your child will learn to sleep on their own. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they'll learn to eat on their own. Remember we couldn't get Kalina to use a spoon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh... This spoon thing is not going to work. And yeah, we sent him to the park every day with a bucket and shovel just to start scooping things. Because our tiny apartment couldn't handle the splash Mm -hmm. of him feeding himself. And now he feeds himself. Perfect. So things happen and things will happen. It's just a matter of time. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what new parents need to hear. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to happen don't get so um bogged down by not happening now that you lose the moment of this gift Mm -hmm. that you have Mm -hmm. you know which i have to remember now yeah you know you just have to remember (laughs) that in every season like don't get too focused on the fact that this is happening now because it's gonna change I
0: think one of the things that strikes me about Kalino is that he's always been a very joyful kid.
1: That's so true. Um, Even when you aren't happy. (laughs) Yeah, you
0: know, like very joyful, very, very, um, very spunky. Yeah. You know, lots of life and energy. And I think you really have to be aware of the gifting that the child brings Mm -hmm. to the family. Or I'd maybe just say... Each child comes with an anointing mm-hmm. and they bring that into the family so embracing it welcoming yeah. it blessing it and allowing the the presence of that child to bless your family Exactly. you don't yeah. have to wait until they get to 21 or right. 16 right. or whatever age like once they're <laughs> born they they bring that into the family, mm-hmm. and That's to be true. welcoming of that, and to be mindful of it.
1: Yeah, I think it's the perspective that you look at. Yeah. Look at um, the process of adding a new member to the family. Mm-hmm. That sort of, I guess, leads how you how you go through that process. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at kids as draining resources and time and energy and everything mm-hmm. then the whole process will be draining yeah but if you if you look at it the way you're just saying where they are adding to something that's missing in your family mm-hmm. then you're gonna welcome this child it's gonna be a blessing amidst all the difficulties that's and right. hard times so yeah kalino that's that's kalino i think did we miss anything about him that you wanted to share oh if there's one special thing that you'd want to share about him before um, we close off
0: i don't know i think you know i would just reiterate just how much he represents the lord you Mm. know um just the joy that he comes with Mm -hmm. you know and making room for that
1: Mm
0: -hmm. despite all the the challenges you know despite all of the things you'll have to teach him and discipline that you'll you know you have to yeah it's been great it's been it's been been great being a parent and having that experience Mm -hmm. and i don't think i think the lord just knows which child to give you first i think so too. because now looking at kavika and their relationship it's just like We needed to have Kalina first. We needed to
1: have the joy for that second one. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: What's... I know I said we were closing, but let me ask you this. From two going on to three, what's one thing you're looking forward to in this next year with him?
0: Uh... I don't know. More more hangout time. I think Mm -hmm. he's getting into that phase where he's forming his words i
1: know i'm so looking forward to um words. so yeah.
0: to hear him speak and hear what he sounds like yeah like what what i mean you hear his voice but it's more in like makeup words mm-hmm. but to actually hear, <laughs> his, to hear yes. his voice in actual words <laughs> i know. Um, looking forward to that and looking forward to maybe just like doing some I don't know. Dad adventures, yeah. hiking. You know, he's walking. You know, he's walking more strong. Just different things that he's able to do. Yeah. More sturdy, more strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that he's forming his words yeah. to hear like I'm, what I'm he would communicate. Definitely
1: looking forward towards to communication. Yeah. I know this is sometimes they keep going on and on, but I'm looking forward to understanding that mind
0: yeah because he has such high comprehension skills like he can know he understands what you're saying but then for him to actually say it you're like "Uh, what 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 do you mean what do you mean what are you saying what are you saying (laughs) but i think it's a blessing to have kids um don't let any negative stories deter you Mm -hmm. from wanting to have kids um it's amazing and um if you have nobody to give you good advice there are books out there yeah so try to get some that's true um and if you can't find any books then ask us questions (laughs) and we'll help you with because i go to the books first (laughs) so
1: (laughs) go to the books first people and then ask us questions um if there is anything that we left out about the i don't know the birthing story that you'd love to hear more on yeah Send us your questions and we'd, we'd be happy to answer that because I do think that's a great process for anybody to experience if they have the chance. Yes. And
0: hopefully, you had um, listened to the previous podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we
1: talked about honoring family traditions. Yeah, we making shared it a little um, bit
0: about that. So, hopefully, you guys can apply some of that in this year's Christmas season celebration
1: and the next podcast you definitely want to listen to that one as well Mm -hmm. because we're talking about our bailey family summit and what that's all about so Uh, we'll see you guys in that one
0: take it easy until next time Um.